All right. Anyway, <laughs> Anya, uh, tell me a story. Gosh, I don't even know how to start. <laughs> I guess what I wanted to ask you about is what's different about being a parent and becoming a new parent, not during COVID, because my only experience has been during COVID. I had my son Jackson in November of 2021, which uh, I guess was kind of towards the middle of the pandemic now, but at the time we were still very much in the thick of it and I had gotten the vaccine, I'd had my booster, but still we didn't even know if my husband was going to be allowed to be in the delivery room with me. And then, you know, bringing the baby home from the hospital, all of our family members had to wear masks. We weren't really allowed to have anyone come over and, you know, we were really trying to limit how many people were around him. And I feel like it was very isolating to not have kind of that support network at the beginning of having a brand new baby when you're trying to figure it all out. But I kind of feel like maybe that's just like parenting in general. So do you feel like you felt the same way when you had your kids where you didn't really want to have too many people over? Were you kind of trying to do it yourselves or, you know, did you have a lot of people around you when you had your kids? As you're kind of walking through your experience, and I was thinking through when we had our kids, because, you know, our, our oldest is 17, then we have an 11-year-old, and then a almost six-year-old. She was certainly very young during COVID, but um, we were, didn't go through the whole hospital experience and all of that. Yeah. But what's funny is as you were talking about that, you know, we were very, we always had our kids at the time of year where like RSV and, and respiratory issues were kind right. of an issue. So we were always nervous about that. We didn't want a ton of people at the hospital. We didn't want a ton of people at home in the beginning, just because we were just, we we're new parents. We we're trying to figure it out. We just wanted to be healthy and safe. So it's almost like you kind of had that experience, but on steroids and it was, yeah. it was, it was mandated and it was everyone in masks and it, and it was a lot more, it, I, I, I just feel for people that had babies in COVID because just that weird, not feeling like you are isolated, but then it got so weirdly political. So like even family dynamics got family dynamics can get weird when there's a big change in a family. Right. But even on top of this, it could get even, even weirder. So I hope that wasn't the case for you, but I can certainly see where COVID affected our kids in different ways, mostly from, you know, the socialization, especially our youngest who was just a little social butterfly even you know you know you know the very first days of covid people would be out walking their neighborhood because it was the only time you got out of your house so you're just making yeah exactly and she was still very much at the age where like she wanted to run up to strangers and hug them and high five them and everyone's you know everyone's their her best friend everyone was so nervous it's like we can't do that so you kind of see your kids withdraw a little bit so you know that was tough having them at that at that older age I don't know if that's affected, you know, yours, who's who's much younger, right, right in the middle of that, and who, and right now he's just kind of getting into the swim lessons, like you mentioned. So how's that been? It has gotten a lot better now because, you know, after we brought him home and we were still, he was still little, and just like you said, we would go on walks and you wave at the neighbors, but you stay across the street, and it's so different. And now. I mean, we just went to a block party in our neighborhood the other night and, 
even that, I feel like it's been years since anyone has done that. So it has been nice to be able to get him more socialized now. And we're starting to take him to swim lessons and he's loving it. And, you know, he just loves other kids too. He just wants to be around them and play with them. And, you know, being a year and a half now, he, um, he really does enjoy being around other people. We took him to the play gym. It's like an indoor one the other day. And he didn't want to go play in the play area. He wanted to run up to every single person and just wave at them and just say hello. So, you know, I can't even imagine having to be stuck indoors with him all this time. So I think we're lucky that it's kind of, we've gotten past it now and everyone's pretty healthy, but, you know, there are still remnants of COVID happening all the time um, that I think I forget or attributed to COVID. We tried to put him in daycare for a little bit and he went the first day and he got a terrible head cold and was homesick for, you know, another week until he felt better to be able to go to school. Um, he went back to daycare and then he got a stomach flu. And then he passed that around to my entire family because none of us have been sick for three years. So, I mean, that's always an adjustment too. But I'm sure your kids got pretty sick going to daycare when they started. Well, they were, they were all in school. And yeah, it's like they brought every every everybody sick all the time. Yeah, just like <laughs> just unleash the floodgates. It really was. Yeah, and just, just everything from colds, the flu. You, you can tell that we were sheltered for a while because right. everyone was out and about it. It got, it got pretty heavy. Something I'm curious about is, you know, just as a young mother, did you feel like supported, like you had the support you needed or, or wanted, or was that maybe missing? I hesitate to say it was missing because my family was very much ready to come anytime we called, you know, they were, we were so lucky to have so much family nearby and have them be so willing to jump in and help and do whatever we asked for. I mean, my mom made grocery trips for us all the time and, you know, she would bring over blankets if we asked for them. So we were lucky that we had that, but I think suffering from like postpartum depression was really tough. And then combining that with the fact that we were trying to limit how many visitors we had, it did make it feel very isolating. I think it's never easy to become a new parent. And I think it's harder when you are trying to do it mostly on your own. And I don't know that COVID is entirely to blame because I think my husband and I are both very proud people who want to know that we can do it ourselves. And we wanted to, I guess, kind of prove to ourselves that we could. But, you know, I did have postpartum depression and our baby did have colic and it was really tough those first few months. And I remember even like texting the group with you and some of our, you know, my other former coworkers and just um, all of you parents saying, when does this actually get better? Because I don't feel like it's going to. And that was probably like two months after we'd had him. You know, even that, like I was lucky to have you guys to lean on that I could text other parents I knew and ask them their experience and um, just have a group of friends that went through it and know what it's like to become a new parent. And I think part of that experience is universal, but then I think it was made a little bit more difficult by trying to 
keep him safe. And like you said, I mean, RSV was a huge thing too at the time. So you always want to do what's best for your kids. And I think that's what it means to be a parent is to make sacrifices for your kids. And I think we made a pretty big sacrifice in trying to keep to ourselves um, and probably would have done better if we had allowed ourselves to get some time away or even, you know, even taking the baby out to the grocery store, going to dinner or, you know, they're so mobile, like you can take them so many places when they're under like three months old. And I had no idea. I was so scared to leave the house. And now I wish we had done that more because I think it might've made it better. I would say we, we, we had very much the same experience, even pre COVID raising yeah. kids. Cause you're, you're just so worried the first few months you're so you're figuring things out. You've, you can only, you can only read so many books, <laughs> you know, there, and you can only, you know, prepare until that baby's there and then you, you're figuring it out as you go along. So I'm, I'm glad that you had the support you felt like you had, but it also does kind of sound like you probably could have asked for some more help, you know, as much as, yeah. as much as we do sacrifice for our kids, there's sometimes where it's just, you got to tag out sometimes just to right. get, get, you know, regain your bearings and, and become human again. It gets, it's a grind sometimes, especially that young. It is. Well, I mean, you kind of hit on a point too, that, you know, you can read all the books you want. We read a lot of books about pregnancy. We read no books about what comes after the pregnancy. So I think we were a little bit ill-prepared for what having a baby would actually be like. You always hear that it's hard, but you can't truly understand it until you go through it. And I think it's hard in ways that I never would have expected, you know. Like I was fully willing to accept the lack of sleep and, you know, changing dirty diapers all the time. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's, I can do that. I can handle that. Like, I know it's only a short time, but you don't ever get really a break from being a parent. You are a 24-7, there for them, whatever they need kind of person. Plus, to put it bluntly, like post postpartum's a bitch. <laughs> right yeah, i mean i can't i because and it can have such varying levels you're you're your brand new mom trying to take care of this little baby and then your own stuff is you kind of have to shove that back here mm -hmm. because because you know you got to be strong perfect mom it's just such a yeah it's tough and it i think the hardest part is that you just don't know where to go for help because I remember too sitting at my doctor's office and they give you this sheet on a clipboard and I'm at this appointment by myself and they're asking me questions like on a scale of one to 10, how hard is it to resume normal activities on a scale of one to 10? How sad do you feel right now? And I'm crying as I'm filling it out, just like all the emotions. And I'm only like six weeks postpartum. And then my doctor reads it over and she's like, you doing okay? I'm like, sure, I'm good, you know, and she called me later, but it's, I know that my doctor is overworked, like she, immediately after she checked on me, she had to run across the street to the hospital to go deliver a baby, so I wasn't going to open up to someone that I feel is already overwhelmed, and you know, it's, it's hard to talk to your parents too, because you just don't want them to worry, and you're not even really sure what to say, so I mean, it is just kind of a 
a tough part. And I guess I always wish that there was something you could do to help new moms, like to make it better. And I just don't even know like what you could do. I, th I think other than, you know, sharing your experience and maybe being able to, you know, hope maybe it's that idea with, you know, with other mental health issues, it's the more we share our experiences and our stories, more people feel that they have permission to reach out and, and seek the help that they need. Cause, um, but I feel like that one might be a tough nut to crack because you knew moms, you know, you've got a lot going on. I'm sure once you left that doctor's office, you were like, okay, well, I've got this, this, and this to do. It's like, you're on to, you know, taking care of, of business. So it's, right. it's, you know, putting, putting those things in the back seat that um, they start to catch up to you though. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I wish I had answers. <laughs> I mean, do you feel like you guys had a good support network when you had your kids? Yeah, you know, we always had um, family around. Uh, there's still that aspect of, you know, when it's 2 a.m. on a Tuesday morning and, and you, you haven't slept and you know, there's just those moments where it feels very alone. And I know my wife felt that. Yeah, I know what you mean about, you know, those middle of the night times, because that's when you feel like the whole world is sleeping. And it's it did help me to remember, okay, I'm not the only new mom right now. There are other new moms all across the world that are up with their babies right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't help the situation much, but at least it makes you feel like you're not alone. Something. Yeah. You know, it, it does help it when you are able to get breaks and you're able to spend time with your kid that is more planned and um, intentional than I think I was able to do when he was so young. You know, now I'm able to take him to swim class and play with him outside and do all those things that I had imagined doing as a mom. Um, so it only took a year and a half to get here, but I I am glad that I can say it, it has gotten better now. Not to put any further pressure on you, but were you to want another child, what, what do you think? obviously we can't plan for another COVID, um, but what, right. <laughs> what, what might you do differently or what might you approach a little differently about it? Yeah, I think I would ask for help a lot more and ask for specific help because now I know what I actually need. Um, and I think that was the biggest issue is I think I had in mind what somebody should need when they're postpartum you know, I thought, well, I should ask for help with groceries. But now I know that's the one time you get to leave the house. So I'm going to do the grocery run, you know. But other things like, can you go fold that pile of laundry and put it away in Jackson's drawers for me? Or, you know, can you please bring us something to eat for lunch that isn't a sandwich because we've had that all week long? Those are things that I will definitely be asking for if we have another one it's easier to knowing what to expect and knowing that i might feel sad and you know i might feel lonely and those are normal things and that they're going to pass those are probably also moments that i'll try to reach out more for help because i have so many family members that now understand what we went through as new parents and i think would be willing to pick up the phone at 2 a.m. just to talk, you know, 
because I think I didn't want to bother anyone. I wanted to do it all myself, and I, I just know now that you can't. Or I guess you can, but there are consequences for doing that. So I'm much happier to accept help this time around than I was last time. Well, and you're not bothering anyone that is, is wants to be there for you, you know? Yeah. That's, that's something that's hard to learn for, as, as myself, someone who doesn't want to bother anybody. <laughs> you, you think you're bothering people, but, you know, the, the people that really matter, you're not bothering them. Exactly. Yep, that's a good way to put it.